Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. First of all, our best wishes for a happy and peaceful Thanksgiving to all. Safe travels if you're heading over hill and dale to join relatives and friends to feast and celebrate. And, at least on this one day, may peace be real for all of us. It seems like a good time to think a bit about what we have to be thankful for in the digital world that we live in, whether we like living in it or not. We might feel grateful, for example, for conveniences like smartphones that travel with us, or digital companions that make it possible for us to shop for most of our needs without getting out of our chairs. If we do choose to get out of our chairs, we've got Fitbits and smartwatches that can count our steps, coach us in our workouts, keep an eye on our diets, and generally keep us on track to maintain a healthy lifestyle. The list of such conveniences could go on and on, and probably will keep growing. But there are also amazing developments underway that will be woven far deeper into the fabric of our everyday lives over time. Let's take a moment and look at a few of those that we might be grateful for. Regular listeners to The Electronic Cottage are probably aware that there are almost weekly gains in the power of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Some of that power is used for things that can really improve our lives and the lives of people in other parts of the world who don't enjoy as many of the benefits of technology as most of us do. For example, a group of researchers at Stanford University recently posted a paper entitled ChexNet, Radiologist-Level Pneumonia Detection on Chest X-Rays with Deep Learning. Quite a mouthful. Here, in part, is how they describe their project. Quote, We develop an algorithm that can detect pneumonia from chest X-rays at a level exceeding practicing radiologists. We find that ChexNet exceeds average radiologist's performance on pneumonia detection on both sensitivity and specificity, end quote. In other words, their, quote, 121-layer convolutional neural network, end quote, learned to identify pneumonia on x-rays better than trained radiologists. When this tech is deployed in an everyday way, it could be a powerful tool to assist people who don't now have access to highly trained radiologists. Together with developments in high-quality imaging and telemedicine, technologies like this offer the promise of bringing better quality health care to places where it's just not available now. But, of course, such powerful machine learning technology can be used for far less laudatory purposes. And, once again, technology has moved forward much faster than law and, perhaps, ethics. So, one more thing that we have to be thankful for now is that the questions of the social, legal, and economic impacts of artificial intelligence are starting to be looked at in a serious way. Headlines like, quote, AI research is in desperate need of an ethical watchdog, end quote, are beginning to appear in the publications we read. A new institute has just begun operations at New York University called AI Now, which describes itself as, quote, an interdisciplinary research center dedicated to understanding the social implications of artificial intelligence, end quote. 
The center is targeting its research on the impact of artificial intelligence in four important areas. Rights and liberties, labor and automation, bias and inclusion, and safety and critical infrastructure. Meanwhile, other researchers at places as wide-ranging as MIT, Microsoft, and the Hebrew University of Jerusalem are looking at ways to uncover what goes on inside so-called black boxes in artificial intelligence. Recall that machine learning algorithms are often set into action by humans and then develop their own approaches to solving a problem. After a few cycles of machine learning, the human initiators of the process often have no idea what's going on in the machine's learning. This essentially means that, for example, if a machine tells a bank that you're not a good loan risk, you may leave the bank empty-handed and without knowing why you were denied a loan. The banker probably doesn't really know either, and quite possibly neither does the programmer who started the AI process in the first place. Figuring out how self-learning machines do what they do and uncovering biases that may be built into them is a major challenge that is finally being addressed. So are some of the ethical dimensions of what technologists already have and currently are creating. Over 1,500 top-drawer researchers, for example, have signed a letter asserting that there should be no development of autonomous robot weapons anywhere in the world. These scientists maintain that when it comes to matters of life and death, such as targeting people for drone strikes, a human being should always be the ultimate decision maker, not some AI software, especially software that has essentially developed itself. So, these are a few examples of things in our fast-developing digital world that we can be grateful for, and should be. On the other hand, though we don't want to spoil your feeling of gratitude, one big thing that we may not be grateful for, and perhaps should in fact be alarmed by, is Congress's approach to extending Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA. We mention this issue on this otherwise positive edition of the Electronic Cottage because bills moving through both the House and Senate extend government surveillance of Americans in America to new levels never before sanctioned by law, despite the entire justification of FISA being that it's aimed at collecting intelligence on non-Americans outside the United States, who are therefore not protected by the Constitution. Forty-five civil liberties groups have written to both the Senate and House urging them not to pass laws that were reported out by the respective committees in those bodies as those laws currently stand. If you're interested, there will be links on today's program's webpage to background material that you may find informative. If, after you investigate, you do form an opinion on what these laws, that must be passed by December 31st, should or should not contain, you may want to make your opinions known to your congresspeople, and soon. We'll do our best to remain thankful for the benefits of digital technology in our lives, but also remain wary of some of tech's potential drawbacks. 
right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.